Welcome to Better Overhaul Saul, an episode-by-episode podcast about better cool Saul, beginning from season three, because we're a bit slack and we just got our act together. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. We just had a rambling discussion on episode one of season three, Mabel. Um, During it, we do mention some massive spoilers for Breaking Bad itself, so please don't listen unless you're up to date on that. Um, Amongst other things, we've been talking about the horrific homogeneity of shopping centres around the globe, our great delight in montages, even if we're not completely sure what's going on, and the problems of having an amazingly charming sibling. So I'm really hoping my brother isn't listening. So, uh, season three started out pretty much as season one that season two boasted, didn't it? With the same black and white um, Mm. scenes of Saul working in the cinnamon whirl um, place. The flash forward. Flash forward, yes. We know that he's there after he's had a new identity, same as Walt did at the end of Breaking Bad. Uh, But this time time it's slightly different. This is the other two times we saw... Hang on, what Walt did at the end of Breaking Bad? Well, yes, because at the end of Breaking Bad, Walt's given a new identity and we're led to believe that Saul is given a new identity by the same people. Oh, okay. And so Walt is shipped off to some place... Yes, yeah, 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 okay. But he dies at the very end of Breaking Bad. Yes, yes, but Saul is also given a new identity, and this is what we're seeing here and what we saw at the beginning of seasons one and season two of Better Call Saul, where he, we don't know where he is, I think, think, did we not see that the policeman was in Omaha? Yeah. uh, Omaha police? Yeah, so that's all kind of all we know about where he is, he's in Omaha somewhere. And um, so we're reminded that um, Jimmy some distance distance in the future is going to be at quite a low ebb mm. this, you know, not really knowing you're not going to be friends not mm. being in this desperate situation but this was slightly different wasn't it because we we see him and he does this well he fingers this guy doesn't he he's going into the yeah um hiding in the photo booth he tells him to get a lawyer what was what what's that signified you well, think? Yeah. see i was thinking um I think we, we, we've, um, when we were talking about, because we've been talking about Breaking Bad and talking about how that, Breaking Bad is the journey, Walt's journey, in yeah. that case from the, you know, as we keep saying, Mr. Mr. Chips to Scarface. Yeah. And how this is kind of, there's a throw-off series. This is about um, Saul's journey, isn't it? From sort of fairly decent law-abiding citizen kind of um, lawyer to yeah. really dodgy guy in Breaking yeah. Bad. Now this I don't know. It's not I was that thinking, simple, but that's kind of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So this is kind of like a different story, isn't it? Because there's also this story of what happens to, you know, charming, uh, very um, friendly, outward kind of guy that Saul is. Yeah. Um, to I think he's called Gene, isn't he? From I just I saw his quite badge. Quite catch name on the badge. You thought, I thought Gene, it was Gene as, yeah. he, as he yeah. plugged up his. I think someone did badge. call him that as well, didn't they? Oh, okay. Someone, yeah. But like he's now become. A completely different character from from either Jimmy or Saul. Yeah, he's because, like you said, he's really quiet. He doesn't seem to have any life outside of just making cinnamon whirls or whatever it is. Well, he's fantastically paranoid about about getting arrested, basically, isn't yes. he? Because he would be implicated in all of Walt's uh, Walt's drug dealing, presumably. Yeah, yeah, but I don't quite know why Saul wasn't like a massively paranoid character in you know season four or season five of Breaking Bad. So, you know, it, it, I'm not entirely understanding why he's become quite so... I mean, we can just take it that he is. Well, I mean, you, I have, to, you have to see 
Better Call Saul in the light of Breaking Bad, don't you? Better Call Saul doesn't really make any sense if you haven't seen Breaking no. Bad. I, don't think it I mean, I think you could watch it without it, but... Yeah, presumably, it when we good. give spoilers for Breaking Bad, that isn't going to ruin anybody's life. <laughs> yes, presumably. I, I really hope. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe we ought to say apologies. that in this, in this podcast. I'll that... pop that into the intro. <laughs> yes. But, um... There will be spoilers for Breaking Bad in this yeah, podcast of Medical yeah. Soul. But yeah. I know, I, I... Well, what I thought was, that okay, so we have to take it that, yeah, okay, we take it as read that the events of Breaking Bad um, have led Saul to become not just... Uh, not just that he's having to live out his life in a different way, but he's actually, his character's changed almost. Except, you know, his character's changed so much that he actually, like, all he wants to do is not get in trouble. So that's why, do you remember, I think it's at the last season, it starts off with him being trapped in a in a rubbish sort of bin area. Yes, yeah. And there's a thing saying, you know, you can get out the you emergency mean, You mean in the, last, in the last season he was yeah. in this kind of, like, Flash forward, he was trapped in the bin yes. area of yeah. the Cinnamon World Factory. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he could have got out, but it meant uh, breaking some sort of emergency exit that said, oh, the police will be informed if you do this. Yes. And so yeah. because he, I guess he can't have any policeman ever asking for his ID or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, because so he's just paranoid yeah. that it won't check out. I suppose it makes sense, yeah. If you can never, ever, ever show your, show your documentation, so you can't ever risk that. You can't risk any confrontation. But wouldn't, wouldn't in the same way that, you know, uh, that Walt in season five of Breaking Bad paid someone a lot of money to get a new identity, is that not what, uh, what Saul's done here, yeah, do you think? Yeah, I was kind of thinking, surely, yeah. surely there would be enough to at least have be robust enough to, sh you know, be okay with a guy in a mall. But, um... but, oh, but we, I, I suppose we should take it that, you know, given, given all the stuff that, uh, that happens in, at the end of Breaking Bad when everyone discovers that Walt is Heisenberg, I suppose we should presume from that that everything that Saul's done is uncovered as well. Like, and Saul is a completely wanted man at the end, at the end of it as well. I mean, we don't really know that, do we? I but we should, so. assume, we should assume that. Yeah, I mean, partly my memory isn't serving too well when I'm trying to remember back to season five, but um, Breaking Bad. But anyway, I think what we have to do is we have to take it that, yeah, yeah. he's in this complete terrible knife edge. You mustn't ever come into contact with any authority figure whatsoever. So if if that's the case, why does he shout out and get a lawyer to this guy? At the well, end I there? guess that's it. That yeah. that's you know buried beneath it is yeah. still the Jimmy Stroke Saul man who 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 can't believe that he's done this. Almost he's sort of like horrified at himself. Yeah. Um, he almost didn't. I think like at first he's just thinking, what do I do to 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 get away? You know, to make minimum fuss so that this policeman doesn't involve me. Um, Things okay. I think you know, maybe it's sitting here not saying anything. No, okay, it's saying the guy's in the photo booth, then he feels shitty about it. So I, I have a, a, a another theory though that perhaps mm. the writers haven't really thought about what they're doing with these flash forwards, black and white flash forward sequences. Mm. I think they're because we, we very much know that Vince Gilligan's style of writing is to. Have something you're leading towards. You don't know how you get there in some ways, isn't it? Like it, no, yeah, they seem, I, I to, think, like they seem to like a challenge. They seem to like a challenge like that. Yeah, we see all that a lot in Breaking Bad. But I think that this is so far in the future of Better Call Saul, really, isn't it? I mean, it's all the way through Breaking Bad. Through yeah, and presumably yeah. we're not yeah. gonna. You know, it's years into the future. I don't think we might. Ever, we might never get there. You know, it oh, might, yeah, it might yeah. just be. Oh, it might not be that. somewhere we ever we ever get to. But no. on the other hand, another thought I had was that. 
we might actually get that. We might get beyond there as well with Better Call Saul, don't we? Unlike with Breaking Bad, which could never really carry on beyond... Well, it certainly couldn't carry on. And again, spoilers for Breaking Bad here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't carry on beyond season five because... Walt dies. Uh, Walt dies. And that's an inevitable part of the story. Walt had to die at some point, really, yeah. I think. But Jimmy doesn't, doesn't hear. Jimmy could no. get to this point that we see at the beginning of the season here and, and his story could carry on, couldn't it? Although Which is he, an interesting point. He does collapse. Yeah, didn't get that. What was the collapse about? I don't know. Yeah. Is we I don't know, because from what I remember of last season, I don't think we had more than one flash forward, so we may never see it again. No, so maybe it will never be used. Okay. Maybe it's just a... But anyway, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. Is I like the way they're reminding us of... of Jimmy's eventual fate each time. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be a very deliberate thing at the beginning of each season. Yeah. Remind yeah. you of where he's going. He's not he's not this affable, cool lawyer really in his the end of his story. This is where he's going getting well, to. Well at least he's yeah. doing one. Do you know the only other little thing I wanted to point out is when you in that scene, it just which scene? Uh, the mall scene in the the yeah. black and white one. That that mall looked just like um we we obviously live in the UK. It looked just like the one down the road here. It you did, know, didn't it? Didn't it? The upstairs floor of it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like it. And I just and it was and it's just because often, especially well, with uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, so often, especially for for a British viewer, you're watching it and the scenery is so amazing and so other from what we're used to. You know, very very different from British countryside and yeah. really striking and very beautiful. And I was just thinking it's quite funny that actually every damn mall looks exactly the same. Well, you have to say that the mall in the place where oh, we even call it a mall now, don't we? Yeah. Looks like it does because it's American style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what's happened yeah. around, all around uh, England. But anyway, yeah. yay, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, after that, I was just thinking because this is kind of recapping or going back a little bit on season two. Yeah, I think. Well, it starts immediately from the end of season two, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely yeah. From the end. yeah. I just want to go through the arguments that the the the. the Dispute between Jimmy and Chuck. Yes. So we start off with, you know, yeah, as just a saw, reminder of that. Yeah, really, the yeah. end of season two, we've got uh, Chuck recording, secretly recording Jimmy, um, giving out a, a confession, admitting to the fact that he he doctored the documents that meant yes. that Chuck lost the Mesa Verde contract to Kim. To Kim, yeah. well, it lost it, lost it for uh, HHM, and then it was given yeah. back to Kim because yeah. of that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Just a little recap. Between those two brothers, who do you think, and really like including all their history, if, as much as we're aware well, of it? This is what I, li I like about it. I like the fact that the sort of the moral. I feel Jimmy has some of the moral high ground in some ways. Not not because he he knows uh, he knows that it was Chuck's doing. That Chuck went to Mesa Verde and basically told them that. Kim wasn't capable of looking after their their account. Really cleverly. Cle really nicely. cleverly told them that, but yeah. sneakily cleverly in, in his Chuck lawyer way, yeah. told them that even though Kim was really good, he made them feel like they couldn't trust her to look after it. It she was wasn't a dangerous of workload. It yeah. was it was a yeah a bad. Call. Which actually, to be to be fair, is what they're kind of implying is that she's happening with her now, isn't it? She's like going to be doing herself in with work, isn't she, for this Maze of Verde, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maze of Verde account. So. I mean, that wasn't the reason Chuck was saying it, but it may be the case, you know, a, a very small operation might find it very difficult to be the legal firm for a bank. It was yeah. a fair point, you could say, he was making, but obviously making yeah. it just so that he tried, he got their business. Yes, he was doing it so he got their business. And 
And that's that's not sneaking out of the hand, really, isn't it? To, to do that. I mean, it's it's nothing illegal about it. There's no. there's nothing, but but what Jimmy did was was very strictly illegal. Yeah, yeah. But when you think about it, we like Jimmy more than Chuck, don't we? This is what the argument <laughs> comes down to, really, yeah. doesn't it? Though yeah. that is Jimmy is such a charming yeah. brother. But how do you think it must be to be a person who works really hard? really really super hard who knows they're really bright and um are you talking about chuck here yeah yes and yet yeah, your brother who's not as bright as you not as hard working as you um is favored by everybody not only not not just the world but even your fat like with the implication i think was that the, their own you know their mother uh sort of had more closer warmer feelings to jimmy than to chuck wouldn't that feel um there was a do you remember the episode i think it was in season two where jimmy uh, chuck invites jimmy round to a dinner with him and his yep. wife yeah and jimmy out charms chuck yeah. as well, well doesn't he of course yeah. jimmy will out charm yeah. in any scenario yeah and speak as uh, speaking as somebody with a really charming slightly lazy brother <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope he's listening to this podcast. Oh, no, she would. But um, <laughs> Who would be flattered by that description, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he is, but um, actually, I don't know. Well, I don't feel, I, being a, a sister rather than a brother, but I could imagine being a brother to somebody that annoyingly charming Yeah. at times. Could be, uh, no, but yeah, from Chuck's perspective, surely you've got to feel, if you think about it from his angle, surely you feel a little bit sorry for him. Yeah, I suppose you're kind of weighing the weighing the playing by the rules working hard view of life versus the slightly wheeler dealer but arty creative side of life in some ways aren't you or it's like yeah. you're and and everyone generally goes for the charming creative side because it's just more exciting they're a really, nicer person to hang out with aren't they really you'd rather go to the pub with you wouldn't you yeah. you would rather go but maybe yeah. you wouldn't necessarily want them as your lawyer or your brother. Or your brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't want them as your lawyer. Well, you might you might do if you're a you might do if you're a drug crime boss. Want them as your lawyer? Yeah, you get you out of tight corners, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not as a straight down the okay. line uh, business person. But just right? going back, and I just want to say that I do love having my brother as my brother. <laughs> but um, so it, yeah, certainly do you feel that the viewer at least is on? I mean, your viewer is on Jimmy's side, isn't? Aren't they? But I think it is probably useful just to rem remember that you know jimmy's pretty shitty to chuck because yeah. chuck ends up being really humiliated in court yes although yes. of course and this is keep i keep harking back to like past season anyway but we'll move on but chuck then becomes quite arrogant and of course we have that page talking about that in a scene yes um with kim yes don't we as well yeah. which and which make Kim, Kim quite uncomfortable, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I quite liked, really. That was good. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this, this is the. I think this is the. This is the balance that the writers are trying to get to with medical school, isn't it? The balancing those two ideas. Yeah. It's, it's very much the major theme of, of the series. Yes, and yeah. I, and I think that's it. So that of course you know, okay, yeah, maybe we are generally always with Jimmy, but we're going to constantly keep seeing things that he makes you think. God, it is, you know, that's that's a bit off. You can't, if you're going to live your life like that, you, you there are consequences and there are things that you do that are a bit off. I must say, though, that I haven't been, I'm very firmly in the, in the on the Jimmy side of the balance as far as this goes. Okay, yeah. and yeah. how did you feel about when the, um, 
was going to say marine, but that's the wrong service. The air, uh, airman comes in. Yes, yeah. And uh, we, you know, I think we are supposed to feel, you know, here's a nice young man. He's totally been duped. We've kind of, as a viewer, we kind of forgot about him. He was just sort of well. Are we again side seeing the, the story? Are we again seeing the uh, straight laced, everything by the book side of life versus the Jimmy side of life? And again, we're asked to weigh up who we who yeah. we want to side with in this situation. And of course, yeah. in that argument, also Jimmy himself kind of is obviously a point where he sort of feels he's falling into arguing with his brother. Isn't he? Yes, yeah, because they, they, yeah, they use the set. And he looks like, quite uncomfortable doing that, doesn't he? Yeah. He's sort of kind of seeing this this very straight-laced guy, uh, but this very obviously well-meaning guy, you know, someone he doesn't really want to uh, go against because he's mm. clean-cut, very nice man. Yes, and looks terribly yeah. decent and wants, and you yeah. know, and, and really honest and just genuinely upset. But I love, I love that we get another Jimmy line. Just he leaves. Thank you for your service. <laughs> That's what we love Jimmy for. Those kind of lines. But yeah. I like the fact because it looks like he's almost done in. I thought he was just going to say, "Okay, I'll take my advert off." But yeah. then he comes back, doesn't he? Comes back fighting and says, "Yeah, look, you're never. I can't, you're not going to." Um, well, in the same way as uh, we see Saul in Breaking Bad talking to. Um, you know, this is in season three, yes. when he talks to Walt and says, don't worry about your wife going to the police. When, when Skylar finds out. When Skylar finds out that yeah. Walt's a drug dealer, because it's not in, you know, she does that, she's going to lose this, she's going to lose yeah. that, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And uh, and he's basically saying sort of similar thing to him. If you go to, if you go and take it to somebody, I'll say that you let me in, you'll look really bad, you'll get demoted, come on, don't do it, you know. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win this anyway. And then Chuck and Howard have a very similar conversation, don't they, with Howard mm. saying, you're never going to take the tape to the, to the court, are you, Chuck, because of this reason and this reason. Okay. And they're, and they're sort of playing around that, those kind of arguments as well, aren't they, about how Jimmy will say that wasn't his yes. voice on the tape and all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I thought that was quite interesting, actually, that... Um, Oh, and again, I was kind of thinking back to a Breaking Bad parallel because... I don't think you should apologise for Breaking Bad parallels here. I think Breaking Bad yeah. is very much part of this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was, but, um, so in the, um, so last season, it ends, you know, it ends climatically with last Chuck... Last season of Medical Soul. Of Medical Soul, yeah. season two. Uh, Chuck to getting the, you know, it's the last scene and he's got this confession. So, of course, your mind's thinking, okay, so what's he going to do? He's going to take this tape, he's going to do something with it, he's going yeah. to... It's going to be something big. It's going to be something dramatic, um, and actually, well, we don't know, do we? He has obviously got plans for it. Well, he says to Howard, "There is one thing I can there's do." There's one thing we yeah. do. This, yeah, he's yeah. got some plans. I don't know what that is yet? But it's not. It's not how my mind, at least, was thinking. Um, you know, my, my mind was assuming, oh, this is going to go public. This is going to. It's the beginning of Jimmy's downfall as a lawyer. Yes, exactly, yes. but. Yeah. Not, not in the obvious way that I was thinking, at least. No, well, that's that's what we love about about Vince Gilligan the series, really, isn't it? They mm. don't do things as you're expecting them, really. Mm. Yeah. And likewise, yeah. I suppose I was just thinking about Skylar finding out about Walt's uh, meth making. Is that you're sort of, you know, that was again, I think, at the end of season two of that. That's the big point. Is you know, will she find out? Yeah. And he lets something slip that she does find out, and then. Well, not as she realises a massive thing and you're thinking, oh, my God, next season this is going to be like, you know, we're going to, what will happen? 
and she just it's this very yeah I know instantly like it's instantly they don't turn they could have had a drama like you could have had a drama here of using this tape and doing something with it instantly but they're kind of holding back yeah they're just using it they've got that that we don't know exactly what will happen yes and likewise with Skylar it was like it's not going, yeah, it wasn't a big drama. It was simply the, it didn't become really complicated, her like finding, you know, um, finding out the details of something or something slipping in. It's just one thing that Walt says, she knows, and then she just sort of says, I know, and, and, and sort of just guesses. Yeah, I suppose it's the difference between our expectations of how something's going to have something we definitely know is part of the story, and we have an idea of how that's going to come about. Yeah. And the writers don't always do it like that. Yeah. And so I suppose sometimes they're deliberately confounding our expectations and sometimes it's just they've had a different idea about how to do it. I think they definitely deliberately do it for the most part okay. in some ways, I yeah. think. It's interesting thinking, isn't it, here about this the beginning of season three of Medical Storm and thinking there's many different ways in which you could have started this season, really, isn't it? They chose to start immediately following on from the end of season season two. It could very easily have started a few months into the future, couldn't it? Of mm. uh, and now Jimmy has been, you know, disbarred or whatever. I mean, we're not disbarred because we know he carries on as a lawyer, but something could have happened that's really kind of affected him and he could be a lot further down the line. of. Mm. But I suppose you don't want to do that too much because the whole journey is him getting to... Yeah, yeah. Getting to yeah, being yeah. a... And of course... A bad, oh, not a bad lawyer? Not a bad lawyer. He's a good lawyer. Uh, getting to be a... Criminal lawyer. Illeg illegal lawyer. You yeah. don't get a criminal lawyer, you get a criminal lawyer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but and of course the other thing though is we've got the other plot line going on because we've got Mike. With Mike. Yeah, can I just... Just before we go, go mm. to Mike though, just uh, thinking about... Because uh, as we were comparing uh, Medical Saul with uh, Breaking Bad there, I was just thinking about uh, how we... You know, we, 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 you talked earlier about uh, or saying about the story arc of Walt being Mr. Chips to Scarface in this. Yeah. I was thinking how, how uh, well, we've talked before, in, but in our Breaking Bad Rehab, our Breaking Bad Rewatch podcast, about how the three stories of uh, Walt in Breaking Bad and here Jimmy in Better Call Saul and also Mike in Better Call Saul, because mm. let's face it, this isn't really Better Call Saul, this is this part, mainly Mike's story as well. A lot of it's about yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you'd have called it if to involve no. Mike and Saul. Anyway, but, yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. all three of their stories are similar-ish in a way, aren't they? That they're about the change of a fairly decent man with mm. certain character issues into a criminal of yeah. some kind or other. Yeah. I was thinking the interesting difference with Saul here from, from Walt, and uh, maybe we'll talk about how Mike fits into that, to that later, but is that we don't really know Saul. Saul, his downfall is maybe really something that he's quite resisting. He would like to stay as a yeah. as a fairly decent lawyer, wouldn't he? But as it feels like at the moment, he's going to be dragged down into mm. doing this, doing all the criminal stuff. And we don't know what. Maybe he, he ends up like quite like. I don't think he's going to end up liking it like Walt likes it. You well, know, that's I, the whole think, kind of Walt story, yeah, isn't it? The I Walt suppose Walt makes, it, makes a choice, yeah. makes a decision right at the beginning of Breaking Bad um, and then other things are brought about and that perhaps he didn't want those things to happen but yeah. he initially makes that choice. You feel that Jimmy's, it's not that he ever makes a choice, it's just that he's got a nature that will always, yeah, always kind of tend towards that I can't help it like yeah I've just got to do something a bit naughty 
Uh, oh, and like, and like you know, very much Walt's story at the end of Breaking Bad. He says the last scene he says to Skylar is, "I did it because I liked it," kind yeah. of thing. And that's that's Walt's character through and through. Never get the feeling that Jimmy's doing it because he likes. Jimmy's doing it because he can't help himself, really, isn't it? It's sort yeah, of... I, mean, I guess he kind of likes it. He loves he... the scam. He loves to kind of. Do you know? I think Jimmy's ideal would be to just be having his partnership with Kim. And if you could just keep that going, that's what he was really like, just to have kept that going. That would have been his ideal. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, you do think there's a limit to how far him and Kim... I mean, you feel that their relationship... Oh, obviously, we know their relationship is doomed. Yeah. There's no, there's no Mrs. Kim in, Saul. And there's no Kim in Breaking Bad either. No, unless yeah. she's really quiet, her indoors <laughs> character. And she's really changed her appearance, and, like, she's one of the other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but... um. No, so, so it's obviously a doomed relationship, but but besides realizing that you you know she's so so meticulous, isn't there? I mean, you know, the great scene we've got here where uh, we've got him painting a rainbow and getting bored and stopping halfway yeah. through, which again really reminds me of my brother actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um. And there's Kim, who is frantically looking over this letter and yeah. like changing, changing the, the semicolon to a, yeah. to a full stop, and then you know backwards and forth. That, that that bit of Kim doing that just made me feel sick. Yeah, so it made me think I'm so glad I'm not a lawyer. Absolutely, the idea of having that kind of you know yeah, that level of hyper detail over things as well. Yeah, which yeah. which I don't I don't possess, but but the the two of them are so different, and you know she's. And she hates dealing with the old ladies, doesn't she? She's got no yeah. no great love of it. So, you, you know, they're very, very different characters. Well, you're thinking when Kim was, like, dealing with the old ladies and you were imagining Jimmy sitting there and how he would have, he would have dealt with it, wouldn't he? You know, yeah. when when, uh, when the old lady says, uh, says oh, do, do mention my garden in there. And Jimmy yeah. would have gone, of course we'll mention your garden. Oh, oh I can't believe I left that gardenias. out. Kind of yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. What kind of flowers do you have in your garden? Yeah, yeah. And Kim's just not like that. She doesn't do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. And she, she just has, she has to kind of mask her frustration, really, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. And she does have, you know, I think we've seen in other seasons about her, her great, you know, she she's really attracted towards Jimmy's charm and she yeah. likes his... You know, she loves it when they they had a great kind of almost a date, just kind of scamming some guy. Didn't yeah, they? that was that was a lot of in fun. In the previous season, yeah, and that's almost how he seduces her, kind of really, isn't it? His his um his his uh, you know that's that's what she finds attractive in him. But yeah, I, I don't see it lasting long term either, as a professional or in a, in a personal way. That no. that they're, they're too different, really. Why do you think? Uh, or, or do you even think that uh, why is this legal stuff even interesting as a, as a TV thing? I, I find that quite I, a, yeah. fascinating because I, I, I really like this series, but I can't say I'm particularly interested in in the law or because you're thinking if you're if you're sort of studying Kim's character, uh, you're kind of thinking why are you so willing to devote yourself to this? This legal, this legal profession really—it mm. it feels dull and and unrewarding in some ways because but you've got, do, you've got such you, high standards to maintain. In do order you to actually anywhere. find it boring watching it? Because I, I don't. Um, I don't find it as interesting as drug dealing. I must. I must no, admit. it yeah. no, it isn't. I mean, I've, no, that's true. But it's still strangely more interesting than actually. I mean, it's more interesting to watch than to actually do it. I mean, to do it would yeah. be painfully dull. I do find it interesting. 
like this sort of thing about the Mesa Verde, you know, the all the details that they have to do to get some new, I can't even remember what the hell they're doing. It doesn't really matter, does no. it? But the whole thing where, where Chuck's paperwork being wrong. I think they deliberately never tell us because it would be too boring. It would be too boring. <laughs> but it, it, there is, I, I don't know, I do find it. I do, I do find it interesting but i'm kind of curious as to why i'm interested i think it's i mean maybe we can unpick this over the course yeah. of these podcasts as to why i think uh, there's always a pleasure in watching somebody do something well do their job well do their job well and yeah. do good things um which actually that kind of moves me over to mike again but are you happy for me to yeah yeah we can move shift on to mike to now. Him? i think that's yeah because yeah. i was just thinking um yeah mike is the epitome of doing a job well exactly. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. mike is kind of like like a Jason Bourne, but kind of old and grumpy. Yeah, Jason He's... Bourne of of mechanical engineering. Yeah. yeah, well, of everything. Yeah. He's sort of, and I was thinking about the great, because the montage we have here, which is another Taking the car thing. apart. Yeah. yeah, like why a montage is so cool? Why is it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not sh entirely sure about enjoying lawyer stuff, but a montage, ah. doing anything is just great. I mean. Did you, wait, did you think that was... Uh, very particularly a homage to French Connection, the uh, taking the car apart. I'd, you know, I'd love to pretend and say yes, but oh, so, I don't remember that in French Connection. So in Connection. the first French Connection film uh, with, with Gene Hackman, there's a scene where they spend a very long time of the film taking this car apart to try and find the drugs that are hidden it. They take okay. it, they find, eventually they, they find them, it. but they have to take the entire thing to pieces. We, we had so, this, that before in... Um... Oh no, there was something before in last season, wasn't there, about taking trucks apart and finding drugs, but I think they actually failed to find the drugs. That's the way where oh, Tuco yes. is getting the drugs across the border. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah, but this was more, this was more, Mike taking the car apart here in the, uh, in the breaker's yard was very much, kid. all the stuff of ripping the seats out, whatever, okay. I was very much, I remember the scenes from French Connection doing that, they're doing it in this sort of like basement garage. Yeah. yeah. So... I, brilliant scene. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Yes, well, it doesn't become obvious until right at the end of the, yeah. the episode. Okay, really what's so going on. I have a fuzzy feeling that I understand what was going on. Yeah. But just to test you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was, what does he find and how does he use it? Okay, well, do you want to, do you want to try, are you asking me or are you? Yeah, I thought it? if you go through it and then I'll correct you. <laughs> okay, so my, my take on it is that he has, he was out there with a the shotgun, like uh, yeah. like trying to take out uh, he yeah. Hector. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, that's where it. That's the end that's of the last end of season. season two, yeah. Yes. And he gets back to his car and he finds a note saying "Don't" on that kind of thing, which is you kind of thinking mean. to start with. You're thinking, well, why didn't they just lie there and wait for him and shoot him? Kind of thing. What's well, I yeah. no, I assumed it was like his contact. Oh, not yeah, the, the character. I can't remember the character's name now. Uh, Nice which we'll find out for next for next uh, episode. Yeah. But the one who he originally sort of like, what was it? Yeah. In he has the deal to get with. To, to go put in, in prison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll it's him as well. Uh, Except wasn't he down there? He was standing in front of... Um, well, he could have sent someone else to do it. Yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. But but anyway, mm -hmm. so... So... He, but he doesn't actually know who, who has done that. No. And he's And he wants to know who's done it. And, and, and it's really unusual because this is an unusual occurrence of seeing Mike looking freaked flustered. out. He never looks flustered, does no, he? No. Yeah. And I suppose as he's driving away really fast, he's worried that someone's tailing him. Yeah. And then he stops and checks around the car and, and he's thinking, 
have they put something that's tailing me on the yeah. car? Like, is, have they put a, a tracker on me? But he can't find it, but he's really paranoid. So he goes, stops in the breaker's yard, checks everywhere. And then I'm not sure how he... Because he, he's taken the petrol cap off at some point as he's looked at it. Mm. And I think he's realised from looking at the other petrol caps in the... Yes, in as the, he sits there. It's not the same The one. kind of eureka moment yeah. that you always get. Yeah. It's different. So he goes back out, checks it, finds, finds that it does have the tracker thing in there. But then he's thinking, I don't want them to know that I found it. Yes. Because if they haven't, if they haven't killed him at the time, they obviously just want to know where he's going and what he's doing. Mm. Although, which doesn't quite make sense, does it? If it is the his what contact guy, because presumably he would know what he was doing already. Well, anyway, not necessarily. I mean, not all the time, yeah. but okay. But maybe, we'll but maybe it's that. not his. Maybe it's not the tracker. Maybe, and here's my theory. It's just popped in my head. It's Gus. He's doing it. Because we know that Gus is in season three of uh, of Better Call Saul, and we know that Gus is um, is has deals with with uh, Hector Salamanca, yeah. don't we? But yeah. we know that from Breaking Bad. Uh, it doesn't really make sense that it's uh, that it's his previous contact that he did the deal with over putting Tuco in jail. So possibly it's Gus who is stopping him shooting Hector. It seems like, yeah, yeah okay. I yeah. quite like that theory. And, and also, if it, it needs to be someone new that we haven't seen in Better Call Saul yet, because otherwise, why would they be tracking him? If it's a previous mm. character, okay, okay. know, know who he was. Okay. I know, so I don't think Gus knows who he is, but he's intrigued as to why he's trying to... And, and now he's tracking him to find out who he is. We'll, so, remains to be, okay. yeah, remains to be okay. seen who he is anyway. So... Uh, so... Uh, Mike has found the little tracking yes. device in the petrol cap, yeah. but he wants to know who's tracking him. Yes. So cleverly, he buys a, a duplicate set of this thing, another tracker device, and another uh, radio radio thing that follows the tracker. Mm-hmm. And now he knows that if he runs the battery down, we see him doing this. If he runs the battery down on the thing, it it'll show on the on the radio control device that the battery's run down, oh, and so okay. they'll think, "Well, we need to change the tracker because the battery's run down." Oh. So he runs, he swaps them over, he puts his tracker in the car, and he runs their tracker down in his house. Yes. So they don't realise they've taken his tracker yeah. away, and that's what he's them. doing. That's why yeah. he. That's why he connects it to the radio the to radio. run the battery down. Yeah. Okay. That's my take on it. Anyway. Oh, I quite like. Oh no, it makes sense. So when they so they weren't just thinking, oh, we're not tracking him anymore. We just take it off. They they're thinking, oh right, we'll replace it with another yes. one. And yeah. but because he's actually that tracker is powered up, he now can be. He can now track them. He can track them. Them. He can track the trackie. Yeah. Or the trackies tra- tra- tracking tra- the tracker. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. that's good. I like that. That's okay. uh, yes. So uh, yes, yeah, so, but so going back to. Well, I kind of just sort of like answered my own previous question, I think, realising why we're doing that. I was wondering what huh. the message don't on his windscreen meant, really. I meant don't shoot yeah. to Salamanca, didn't it? Yes. Uh, I thought. And, I, and, the, and the reason for having the horn held down with the stick was to bring him back to the... Yeah, cup, yeah, so he it? hears it yeah. from when he's um, trying to take the shot. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't someone just be standing there and say to him, don't do that? Don't, don't. Because they don't want him to know who they are, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It makes it more dramatic. Yeah, I guess we're going to find these things out as we. I uh, hopefully they'll have a. There'll be a be... credible story as to why that happened like that. 
I mean, we know as writing goes, they just did it, and now they have to fill it in. Yeah, but they're really good at they that, are aren't they? Vince Gilligan's writing team are expert at that kind of thing. I think yeah. that is just the, the great yeah. satisfaction of these. Maybe once, maybe at some point they'll write themselves into such corner just for the challenge of getting out of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. My, uh, I was thinking as we watched it, Mike is the absolute king of sitting around doing nothing, waiting for something to happen, isn't he? We it's see still being quite so watchable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that yeah. is his, you know, his practice as a stakeout kind of person. He must yes. have done that a lot. But, um, yeah, Mike is somebody who does his job well, doesn't he? He does always seem to know what he's doing. He's always got Yes. He's, he's always kind of generally always ahead of the, the score. It, it, it made me, did make me think that, uh, you know, we, we have to think about we're also thinking about as well as Saul's journey and this thing about how Saul mm. gets to become the lawyer, the kind of lawyer he is in Breaking Bad. We don't yet know exactly how Mike becomes the, you know, the killer for hire, basically, isn't he? For, mm. the, for Gus and the car, well, Gus and then sort of the cartel, really. Yeah, well, the Gus, yeah. Yes. Because is that right? Does Mike just work for Gus, really, in Breaking Bad? Is that right? And Saul. Uh, yeah, and Saul. But mainly Gus. But not, yeah, not the cartel. Didn't think. So yeah, so I suppose part of the story we're wondering here is how does Mike end up working for Gus? Because Mike, yeah. you know, we've seen him in last season being quite upright and saying I'm not doing, yeah. you know, certainly nothing, you know, certain violent acts or something he's not going to do. He's yeah. certainly not going to kill people or anything like that. But I think he's taking that on board by the time he's with yes. Gus. Yes, I mean he's actually is definitely is killing people in Breaking Bad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, he definitely is. So. Yeah, that's another thing of how does this very upright person, but we know he's got weaknesses, doesn't he? Because he's got, well, it's his granddaughter is the key thing. And yeah, that's I mean, how he's been manipulated a little bit so far, hasn't he? He's been manipulated by the cousins threatening her yeah. to then take things further and want to, you know, perhaps get in a little bit far over his head by threatening um It will Hector. seem a little bit disappointing, I think, if Mike turns out to be solely beholden to them just because of the granddaughter, I think. Though. Yeah, I don't think because it's think, that, but yeah. it's, it's those things that can lead to something else. That they yes. Could, yeah, that feels very much more like a, yeah. a Walter Breaking Bad type yeah. descent, really, doesn't it? Yeah, you start yeah, off yeah. With, you start off with one reason and you end up with, with more. Yeah. I mean, I suppose once you've made your first kill for Gus or whatever, you're kind of into it really aren't you yeah, but yeah, but I, th I hope that i hope that that's made quite a big deal of for mike here but you know it's uh i mean he was he was willing to shoot hector obviously here wasn't he i mean obviously he doesn't think of hector as that's yeah, yeah. so i think he thinks that's self-defense almost wasn't yes it? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um i was just the only thing i've got only got one other sort of general question yes actually well it was just going back to the sort of chuck jimmy kind of part of the, the plot i was just thinking how useful and brilliant it was really coming up um and this again is talking about the whole whole of better school soul having chuck having this allergy to electricity because <laughs> it's a really kooky way out there kind of characteristic yeah but it's so useful isn't it in just putting putting chuck in this um lots of strange scenarios where he's you know with him in his strange silver foil house yeah. um it makes him kind of a vulnerable character, doesn't it? So that, like, he was very vulnerable when he went in the coffee sh in the coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's lots of times where he can just have an attack and just sort of lose it. It also sort of shows Jimmy's 
you know, his affection for, for Chuck. He's willing to put to do quite a lot for him, isn't he? He does, he? loads of stuff he? to him, sort of giving supplies and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, although he isn't doing that anymore, Ernesto is doing that, but yeah. he, he was doing that before. Yeah. And um, he, he respects it. He doesn't sneak in his phone in his back pocket. You yeah. know, he leaves it in the in the mailbox outside. Yeah. Um, and I know it, it's nice to, it shows more about his character. Um and it's and it just puts Chuck into lots of you know it means you can do lots of weird things with this character you can yeah. have him collapsing and doing all sorts of strange things and being stuck in hospital for days if you want him to be um it's just i think it's just kind of a brilliant stroke of writing really just yeah because it might have been quite chancy they say oh let's just give him this thing but they've used it really well yeah the other thing i really like about the use of it is that it allows um it allows you to show show just what pandering legal companies will do for their top lawyers. I mean, you know, yeah. Ernesto comes round as basically his manservant. I mean, okay, uh, yeah. it could be a bit of fiction, but it well, does... no, it doesn't seem doesn't. Seem, I mean, it feels a bit like um, almost like the film industry or something, doesn't it? You yeah. know, you have these yeah. high up people who have these underlings who do things for them, and like if you're the top person, you can basically have a servant to, to do yeah. all your stuff for you, who will do your shopping and do your do well, yeah. Uh, cater to your every whim, even if it's something as weird as having allergies to electricity or... Do, yeah. do you think, you know the thing with Ernesto putting the batteries in the in the tape? Oh, and it playing it. And it playing. Yeah. yeah. Was that his plan, Chuck's plan to do that? That somehow... No, I don't think so. You don't? That's... I just wondered if it... I know he seemed super angry and upset, but I was just thinking, did he somehow... Because we know Ernesto... Likes Jimmy has basically slightly betrayed Chuck for Jimmy, oh, hasn't yeah, he? I hadn't thought about that. Chuck might be aware of that. Well, probably is aware of that. I, I would Chuck not have asked Ernesto to put the batteries in for him straight away rather than trying to do it himself? You know, or was that just play acting a bit? Yeah, no, I hadn't considered that. I thought a... I thought that was an expert. You might be right because it is following on from Chuck saying there is one thing we can do. That's, yeah, I mean that's, that's a very small thing. That makes him he's becoming a bit jibbyish doing that, isn't he? Using this this little this uh yeah, yeah, this sort of like, you know, junior lawyer to to you know, making him feel uncomfortable and making him feel Yeah, but yeah. you know, they're both brothers. But and, and I don't know, I could have got that totally wrong and that, no, that I think that's saying right. yeah. it might play in a different way. I, I mean after know. all, if he didn't do it deliberately, it's a slightly clunky plot point, isn't it? Because the fact that why the batteries are run out of that very point where it plays the most important part of yeah. the yeah. So I think it's possible you're right that was it because because Better Call doesn't doesn't really do that does it? Doesn't have these doesn't generally have like really unlikely plot coincidences haven't haven't. No, no, not, not, not like not, not as much no. coincidence as that. No, yeah. so that's, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was probably yeah. was then. So anyway, okay. I don't think I have any more to say on that. I'm quite enjoying it. I must say, I'm enjoying it so far. I am. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Yeah. It's. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever quite just do the kind of emotional horror of of Breaking Bad. No. Although, as Jimmy descends more and more into criminality, it's possible that will happen. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. Possibly not. I don't think because I think. Yeah, it's very difficult to difficult match up to this one fantastic idea you have for another series. Yeah. But all the same, I mean, the thing that uh, the thing that Jimmy does have over Walt, of course, is he's just such a likable character in a way that yeah. Walt is. He's, he has such brilliant lines, and 
Bob Odenkirk is plays it so fantastic. He is fantastic. He is, yeah. and you do just want like often when you when you're watching Breaking Bad, you just want Saul to pop up, yeah. don't you? So much, yeah. and and here we've got him most of the time. Yeah, but he's just a, he's occasionally a bit sad and serious in this. That's yeah, all. that's who. Really I mean, I could just have Jimmy lines all day, really. That would have, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Drake's all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're so, gonna have more of that, more of the same. Yes. Anyway. Uh, if you'd like to contact us about anything in the podcast, you can email us at uh, betteroverhaulsaw at ethancrane.com, that's C-R-A-N-E.com, or you can leave a, a comment on the webpage, on the website, which is uh, ethancrane, at ethancrane.com, at ethancrane.com? No, just ethancrane.com. Uh, just follow the links for the Better Overhaul Saw podcast. Um, and otherwise... Yeah, if, we, if we didn't bore you senseless... We'll hope you see hope you. Hope you listen to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.